Hello, and welcome to Montgomery Talks. I'm Doug Tallman, senior reporter for Montgomery Community Media, and I'm speaking today by phone with council member Sidney Katz. He's the council vice president this year, which means a year from now he'll be likely the council president. That's custom as I understand it. He is a lifelong resident of Gaithersburg, attended Gaithersburg Elementary, Middle, and High Schools. I'm not so sure too many people can say that. That's fine. A Gaithersburg Planning Commission member for two years, through 76 through 78, and then he started serving on the Gaithersburg City Council. He was appointed mayor in 1998, and in 2014, he ran for the Montgomery County Council, seeking the seat formerly held by Phil Andrews. He also has a background in small business, running Wolfson's Department Store from 1971 to 2013. His grandparents opened that store, I believe, in 1918, if I'm not, if not mistaken. That is correct. I was actually in there before 1971, but that's when I became an owner. Oh, okay. You were you were the uh, the chief cook and bottle washer, I guess, at that point, right? Absolutely, Menta. I bought the goods. I got to sweep the floor. I got to do it all. Okay. Every every part of it. Right. That must serve you well as you work on the small business efforts the county is doing, which I'll get to. Absolutely. Which I'll get yep. to in a yep. second. Absolutely. Okay. Um, first thing, uh, you you serve on the public safety committee. And I wanted to ask yeah, I'm you, the chair. Yeah. you're the chair yeah. of the Public Safety Committee. And as the chair, I was wondering if you had any insight on the search for a new police chief. No, I know that it's ongoing. It's that function. Of course, you know, there's there's executive functions in the county and then there's the county council side of it. We do the legislative side. But uh, right now, I'm not involved in the selection of the uh, police chief. I know that the county executive is, is uh, has a panel. From what I've heard, there's a, a panel of people that he's that are working with him. And, 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 uh, and from what I understand, there have been people that have uh, applied for the position, but I don't even know how many people and, or, or anything beyond knowing that people have applied. Okay. There was a uh, community uh, forum, I guess, about a few days ago. When we, yes. Right. Um, and during that forum, Mr. Elridge said that there'd be three interviews for the candidates, but none of them would be open to the public. And I was curious if you had any thoughts on whether that the wisdom of not having the public an open interview with the public, the, the pros and cons of that. Well, there again, it's the uh, county executive's prerogative to to you know do a do the committee to do the um, interviews and and everything else associated with it. I have found, and when I was mayor of Gaithersburg, and when we were in the process of hiring police chiefs or or and you know uh, a department head, uh, not that the police chief worked directly for the mayor and council of Gaithersburg, they worked for the city manager, but we were involved in, in the process. I, I did find that, that early on that in some cases people apply for a job and they don't want to tell their employer, their current employer, that they're applying for that job. So, you, you know, you always try to keep that as confidential as possible because in some cases someone might not apply thinking that the employer figures they want to leave and therefore would not keep them on as, in the current job. You know what I'm, what I'm saying? Right. So I, I do think that the, there has to be some confidentiality in, involved. I have seen and, and was involved in once you got past 
that, once you got to the to the finalist, then it was open to the public so that people were aware that that they, you know, that who would have, uh, who were the three, uh, three or five or how many finalists they they uh, selected. And uh, and at that point, there was public discussion. I don't know how the county executive is going to do that once he gets past the initial the initial interviews. Okay. The police department's lost a number of, well, at least a handful of high-ranking people. Russ Hamill obviously went to be chief at, uh, in Laurel. Uh, Laura Lanham took a job at with the Rockville Police. I mean, I, I think Laura Lanham probably had room for advancement on this. So I'm curious on the, their departures and if, if what that says to you about the, the police force. Well, I'm sorry that, you know, Laura has left and that, and Russ, Russ uh, Hamill, who was, who was an extremely n- a fine gentleman as well, he was in what they call the drop program. He was going to retire at any rate before Chief Manger had, had retired from the police force. So we knew that, that he was going to be going. We didn't know when, but we knew he was going to be going. And in Laura's case, she's certainly, uh, a great addition will be a great addition for Rockville City. She's going to be, I think, a, a deputy chief there. She certainly is someone that's bringing great knowledge and will still be in Montgomery County as as, as a person uh, working in Rockville. So she certainly uh, is going to be an asset for all of us in in, uh, in Montgomery County as well. In the case of Acting Chief uh, Hamill, as I said, we knew that he was going to retire. And I can tell you that, that my friends from Laurel are getting a, a very fine police chief. I'm friendly with many of the elected officials over the years in, in Laurel, have been friendly with the current mayor, uh, Mayor Moe. And I know that they're, that they're getting a, a very fine, very fine police chief with a great background. And of course, we were, we were all sorry to see Chief Manger leave. I mean, he's somebody who, who was here for, I think, 15 years. And did an excellent job while he was here, and I think an opportunity came up, and he decided that this is this was an opportunity that he didn't want to pass up, and that's why he left Montgomery County. But all you know, we, Montgomery County has been very, very fortunate in the in the people who have served in the county, uh, both as in the administrative, the executive, the executive administrators for the for the police, as well as as well as uh, people who were on the on the street as uh, working with with the public you know, every day, and we can say that about all of our first responders. I mean, they were very very fortunate to have a fi- very fine fire department and corrections department, and we can go go down that list. Mm-hmm. It's been two weeks since that community forum, and I was wondering if you had any lingering takeaways from what you heard. I, I was I sat in the audience for the entire entire forum and and uh, I I heard every word. I know that there are many there are people who who are, are concerned about the way some things have been done by by the police department over the years. I know that there's many people who will tell you that we have a, a very very fine police department, and I think that it's it's something that we need to continue to communicate with each other. To make certain that everyone is aware of, of all of the of the concerns and all of the uh, good activities that the police department do. I mean, there's positives and negatives. Just just this week, just yesterday, I guess, we had a an update. Uh, we being the public safety committee had an update on uh, community policing and what all we're doing. 
and you know it's re- it's remarkable how many how many uh, community events and and uh, interactions that uh, the police department has had with the public in, in a non-call way, and not that you know someone was not dispatched to go there. It was it was for a community event, and that people could could meet each other and enjoy each other's company. So I think that we all need to make certain that we're making the best efforts that we can, because I know Air Police Department wants to make the best efforts that they can to make people to be safe and to uh, feel comfortable with them. It seemed as though a number of the people who stood up to speak at that forum related problems they had with the police, and they almost were uniformly people of color. And I was curious if you thought there was anything that the that you would expect the new chief to do to try to assuage those concerns. Absolutely. And I believe that, that our new police chief will, will make certain that everyone is comfortable in uh, working with the police and dealing with the police. And, and so I know that that will certainly be one of the considerations, I believe sincerely. I don't know because I'm not involved directly, but I believe sincerely that that will be one of the, the great considerations of uh, someone that is hired. I've also seen comments since that, since that forum that there are a number of people who think the chief should assist immigration officials, particularly in enforcement. Now, county has had a policy of not assisting ICE beyond public record reviews, as I understand. That isn't a function that would be necessarily invested in the chief. That's a function that would be, uh, that's a policy set by the council, correct? Well, the council or county executive, yes. Right. Okay. Well, but it, the council would have to affirm if, if the if the county executive said I, it, I, Right. Well, if you're if you're asking me, do I believe that the policy that the Montgomery County Police currently have is the correct policy? I will tell you, yes, I do. I strongly believe that the the federal government, that the Montgomery County Police are not federal agents. And in some cases for for uh, immigration, that an agent does of the the federal government, ICE or, or the federal agent does, is a civil matter, not not necessarily a criminal matter. I mean, there could be criminal matters, but, but many are civil matters. And, you know, uh, a police officer does not, if, when they stop someone, does not ask them whether they paid their you know, income tax, because that's also a civil matter. And so we, the county police, have plenty to do by, by working on the, the laws that, that are, are the state of Maryland or Montgomery County or, or the, the local laws, the federal uh, agents should be doing the federal the federal uh, uh, work. Okay. All right. I think that's probably a pretty good time to take a quick break. Okay. This has been Montgomery Talks. I'm Doug Tallman, senior reporter with Montgomery Community Media, and I am speaking with Sydney Katz, Council Vice President for the Montgomery County Council. We'll be right back. MCM, your community media center, is making Montgomery County a great place to live through programs like 21 This Week. Montgomery County's hardest-hitting political talk show keeps you up to date with the local political scene. Montgomery Community Media, our middle name is Community. And we're back with Montgomery Talks. Uh, This is Doug Tallman, senior reporter with Montgomery Community Media, speaking with Sydney Katz, Council Vice President for the Montgomery County Council. 
As I said at the outset, he was an instrumental part of his grandparents' department store, Wolfson's department store in downtown Gaithersburg. And he ran it for, uh, I'm trying to do the math in my head, it looks like uh, almost, it was 42 years? Well, yeah. I mean, I was yes in there even longer than that. You're there longer than that. Okay. Which gives you probably a unique perspective of small business, at least on the council. I'm trying to think. I don't think anybody else has actually uh, run a business quite like a department store for 40 years as a member of the council. I don't think there has been in probably years. And you've also been tasked by County Executive uh, Mark Elrich to help determine where the the notion is that Montgomery is not a good place to open a business, correct? Yes. As I understand it, that, that's where that's the genesis of the four business listening sessions, correct? Yes. So, what all did you listen hear when you did these listening sessions? During, what did what did we what did we listen to during the listening sessions? <laughs> right. Well, we had yeah we had six different ones. We went to every part of Montgomery County. We went to the regional service centers. We had one in uh, the county office building in Rockville, and then we and that was during the day. And then at, in the evenings, uh, we went to all the regional service centers throughout the county. We had forums there. And it was interesting. Each one was, was different than the, than the one before. We learned a lot. We, um, but what happened was, and, and I always like to give a background, and you're right, I, I'm somebody that loves small businesses. I, I, I grew up in one. My grandparents started one. I was literally raised behind the counter. I went to, to college and, and graduated with a bachelor's degree in business and public administration from the University of Maryland. And at that time, the only reason I had the public administration side is that that was the way that they did business degrees at that point. I really didn't have that much interest in the in the public administration side when I got my degree. But ultimately, in my life, that's what I ended up doing, business and public administration. My public administration side for most of my life was really volunteer. When I first ran for the county council in, in uh uh, city council, I'm sorry, the city council in Gaithersburg, I think I got paid $1,000 a year. And the mayor at that time, I think got $1,500. So you certainly didn't live off of the uh, funds that you received from the public side. But I, my background was that I, you know, I'm a small business person. That's what I did. My, how my family was, was, uh, was able to, to, uh, to live and, and enjoy life. So when Mark Elrich was running for county executive, and he and I had, you know, become friendly and be, when both of us were on the council. And I always say, tell people the story that he would come in my office every day and eat my cookies. I mean, he's he's a guy that would, <laughs> and he and I would sit there and munch and, and, and enjoy each other's company. So anyhow, he calls me one day while he was running for county exec. And he says, um, look, if I, you know, if I win, would you be interested in helping with getting back uh, small businesses back, you know, and on track to, to make sure that they're comfortable here. What's what? Why aren't we getting the numbers of, of small businesses that we want and that we and why aren't people staying? And, and of course, a small business can be very difficult. I mean, I, I lived it. And and, it, it, you know, there's always, um, you know, uh, you need capital, you need you need employees, you need everything that you can possibly think of. And, and in my case, I, I worked it as well, not just with employees. 
And so, and he said, but if you, you know, if I win this, would you help me? And I said, absolutely. It's, you know, I would, I would literally jump at the chance, but if we're going to do this and I think we should do the listening sessions to hear what problems people are having. And I always tell people, if you have a, if you have a compliment, we'll take that too. You know, you don't have to just tell us problems, but if you're, if you're wanting to do that, then I, I need you to sit with me because I'm not going to say to somebody, look, I've heard you and I'm going to go tell Mark L. Rich what the problems are. You need to be there just like I am. We sit side by side and we'll work on this together. You know, we'll look the people right in the eyes and, and listen to what they have to say. And he said, absolutely. That's what he wants to do as well. So we started this listening session. The first listening session that we had was the one in county council building. And an architect sat down and she said that uh, she wanted to do business with the county and that we wanted her to fill out a 90-page form is what she said. And first off, we figured, I figured, that we really wouldn't get into procurement, that we were going to hear about permitting and we were going to hear about other things. But, you know, procurement was not something that I had figured we were going to be necessarily listening to or hearing about. But we also said that we were not going to, if you said that there was a problem, we weren't going to say, well, we don't want to hear that problem. We want to hear only these problems. We were going to hear anything anybody had to say. I mean, because that's, to me, is how you solve issues. And of course, the way you solve issues in the beginning is that you certainly have to admit that there's a problem. And we certainly are admitting that we have, we have issues with, with not having enough small businesses or business in general, but, you know, we, especially small businesses. So the, she said, we, you know, this 90 page form and Mark and I both sort of oofed at the same time. And the next person says, well, I would like to fill out the 90 page form. I, you, I'm in the landscape business. You all wanted me to fill out a 300 page form. And Mark stopped the, the, the gentleman's statement. And he said, look, you know, we've sort of figured that we weren't going to really get into how we were solving things until the end. We were going to see if there was a legislative issues, whether or not it was just something that, that he could tell his departments, the county, the departments work for the county executive, whether or not he could just tell the county, the uh, departments what to do or how to change things or whether we needed the legislative changes, what, you know, whatever we needed. We were going to try to do by the end of the year, by the by the end of 2019, or at the latest, the very early 2020s. We need to move on this as quickly as we can. And he says, but certain things I'm going to try to change if, if we can along the way. So the new procurement director, Ash Shetty, who's the new, new person uh, for procurement, two weeks later comes over to Mark and me as we're sitting, just getting ready to start the, a forum. And he shows us, and I, I can't show you because of, I always, when I ever tell this story, I, I, I show my, you know, uh, uh, the, with my hand how, how thick the first one was. You know, he says, this is the old form, and it's fairly thick, and this is a new one. And you can literally put your two fingers together to show how thin the new procurement forms are. And we were able to, to do that. He was able to do that within two weeks. So it's a great illustration of how we are listening, how we want to change things, how once we're aware of something that we're going to try our best to, to turn it around as quickly as we can. And that's what we've done. I mean, we're, we've heard from people that are very you know, concerned in a variety of ways. We've had people that have actually pulled you aside after the meeting because some people don't want to talk to you in public. They will only talk to you, you know, in, 
as uh, as you're leaving, as you're as you're uh, after the after the forum. But uh, we've had people say, look, you know, this really shows that you all care. And I keep saying, look, this is not a show that we care. This is us caring. We want to figure out how somebody can have a better situation, a business situation, but in general, any better situation in Montgomery County. And that's what we're working towards. We say time and time again that we're not going to let anybody do anything to build something unsafe or be unsanitary or anything like that. But if... If Howard County is doing things differently and theirs is not unsafe and unsanitary or Fairfax County is doing something and it's not unsafe or unsanitary, then why isn't Montgomery County doing it that way? And we want to hear the reason. So that's that's where we are in in that uh, system. And and we now now that we've finished the six listening tours. We and we're gonna we're gonna have more discussions. I mean, just because we finished these six doesn't mean we you know we don't hear anything again. There is going to be a survey that's sent out. We're gonna have two charrettes, which is a very intense sessions, uh, planning sessions. But we're gonna uh, try to get people once we hear all the concerns. Have people sit around a table and say, okay, I hear that concern. I uh, you know I'm gonna suggest that you solve it this way or that way, and 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 involve involve the the community involve the county staff, involve the people who are actually, you know, doing the inspections, all of those types of things, so that people can get themselves on a, on a, in a better system. This may not be necessarily relevant to what you're doing, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm curious how a landscaper, somebody in the county, creates a 300-page form to hand to a landscaper and say, if you want to open up a business, you have to fill out this form. I'm curious how, how that started in the first place. Well, it's some of the form, and I don't know, and I, I keep telling people I should actually look at the form, and whether it was, you know, whether it's 300 pages or whether it was 250 pages, I mean, I didn't, you know, I right. haven't counted pages, but some of the, the form itself was, was instructions on how to fill out the rest of the form, from what I understand. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, you know and over the years, and, and I, I don't know, and I shouldn't say it this way, but I'm going to guess that over the years... Somebody will say, look, we need to make certain that we have that the person is certified in, in whatever they're certified in, that they're you know, an actual business, that, that they have insurance, that they have all of the things that are so necessary for a business to, to be in business. And so they would just add another page. I mean, they didn't. I'm sure they never took a page away. They just kept adding pages. Well, over the years, you keep adding the pages, right. and all of a sudden, you end up with a very thick form. And right. I think I think that's what happened. As I say, I haven't seen the actual form, okay. but that would be part of my guess. And then, you know, if you have very few forms for the many different types of businesses, and then all of a sudden, everybody's handed the same form. And candidly, if somebody hands you a very thick form. You figure, what well, you know what, I'm not even going to bother. So you don't even look through it to see what you really had to fill out. I mean, you just, you know, you, you, your eyes glaze over and you throw your hands up and, and, you, and you walk away. We don't want that. We want people to actually feel comfortable with us. So what other things? You, you said that you were expecting, you know, complaints about permitting. Did you get complaints yep. about permitting? And can you say anything that looks like something you might be able to accomplish at the end of this year? Oh, absolutely. First off, I have said this many times as well, that probably 80% of what permitting, maybe even higher than that, of what permitting and other departments are doing is, you know, people really 
you know, are very pleased with how they, what they do and how they do it, probably 80 or, or higher percent. But there again, it's like anything else in, in life. You, you talk about the parts you don't like, you know, the 20 percent or, or whatever that you don't like. And we, as an example, you get back to the landscaping uh, situation in, in the county. And I needed to go back and look exactly what this, how we're solving this. But there was a, there was a, a, a person that said, look, I want to depart my landscaping trucks in a heavy industrial zone. And in Montgomery County, you allow it in uh, medium industrial zones, but not the heaviest industrial zones, which makes no sense. I mean, if it was the other way around, you could understand it. But in this case, you can't understand it. I mean, right. it's, it's just the opposite of what it should be. So this landscaper was, um, and this was just to park the trucks. This wasn't, you know, like they're right. growing trees or something. Right. And so in this case, the, the, the landscaper's uh, business was located in Silver Spring, Tom Hucker, uh, council member Tom Hucker's area district. So he and I have sponsored legislation to change that. I mean, we, we're, we just, or we're getting ready to sponsor legislation that will change that. So, it's those types of things. I mean, it's some of the fixes are, are fairly, fairly minor. I mean, some of them obviously are going to be much deeper. And we need, you know, we need to try to figure out how we can get capital for small businesses. I mean, in many ways, they, they you know, people have a, a great idea, but they, they don't have enough money to, to get the idea from thought to, to reality. So whatever the, the county can do to, to get some relationships with lending institutions or however we're going to try to do that and see what other best practices are in other counties and other areas. We're, we're looking into that as well. That's, that's part of what we're trying to do. You know, Mark keeps saying we don't want to be the worst. We want to be the best. Mm-hmm. And we really do. This is, this is an opportunity. And, you know, nothing's ever going to be 100%, but we can certainly be, you know, do much better than what we've, what we've been doing. Okay. I want to ask probably a little more political question on this because okay. during the campaign, David Blair was able to tell his story of his wife's business and the trouble that they had in getting permits mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I wonder how much of what is happening now is a function of you know Mark Elrich's razor-thin victory over David Blair and how much of it is a genuine desire to do something for business. And I say that because... Elrich has the reputation, if not, you know, he, he will dispute it, I know, but he has the reputation of being, you know, not the most friendly towards business. Well, I, I can tell you, he does, and in fact, I joke about it all the time. I say that that uh, I, I should wear a button when I go into the business community and say, have a button that says he really is not that beta guy, you know, <laughs> give him a chance. And I know that he does want to correct this. This is not political with him. This is a true desire to have a better Montgomery County situation. I've seen it. I've had personal, private conversations with him. I can tell you that's his desire. This is not political with him. And I can tell you, in my case, it's certainly not political. I love small businesses. I want to see small businesses flourish. I know that it's a difficult thing to do. There's days that you want to take the keys of a small business and throw them as far as you can because things just didn't work the way that you would like them to work. But there's days that you understand the reason that you have, you know, a a nice place to live is because you can afford the mortgage because of your small business. And so I know in, in Mark's case, he wants to make certain that the businesses, the business climate that we have 
is the way that it should be. And, you know, I think that the only way to prove it is for us to be proving it. And I think that's what we're trying to do. Okay. Well, Mr. Katz, I've appreciated this conversation. This has been Montgomery Talks with Doug Tolman. I'm the senior reporter for Montgomery Community Media, and I've been speaking with Sidney Katz, Council Vice President for the Montgomery County Council, and who was raised in a small business, as he said. Thank you very much for the conversation, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate the conversation as well. Take uh, care. Take care. And I will be back another time. This is Doug Tolman saying goodbye.